You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Killing After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's The Killing After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bingus for doing. We're here, finally returning to doing the killing here on AfterBuzz TV. We did a few episodes back in season one, and then uh, unfortunately we went on a bit of a hiatus. But we are back. No, I am not Paul Ashton. I am Phil Svitek, and I have another co-host. You guys may know her, Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Yes, hello. Welcome, Marissa. I'm very excited to be doing this show with you. Marissa and I reunite after having done The Great Escape here on AfterBuzz TV. So we're a great uh, tag team, uh, much like Holder and maybe Lyndon. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I like their chemistry. They're good. Yes, and of course we are recapping Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, technically, even though it was a two-hour premiere. It's called The Jungle, and that which you, that you fear the most. And, uh, you know, I think that the second title is in more reference to what happened with Bullet. Mm-hmm. But yes. we'll, we'll certainly we'll dis- discuss that. Uh, real fast, I want to start with um, uh, not, not necessarily overall impressions, but kind of where we left off. Uh, you know, in particular, little bits to me were funny of, um, you know, them just kind of smoking. Even though <laughs> yeah. they, they both lied to each other. You know, the comparisons of, okay, where, where's Holden now, or Holder, and where's Lyndon? Yeah, because we see in the previous season, season one and two, where they both kind of smoke here and there. They're kind of like closeted smokers, uh, more so Lyndon than uh, Holder. And but they throughout the season, they've been trying to reassure each other that they're trying to quit. You know, it's not good for them. And then here they reunite. It seems like after a year, they kind of had like a time leap in the season. And they, it seems like. It's a year later, and they're questioning each other. Oh, well, what are you like now? Are you still smoking? Yada da, like your everyday thing. And they both say that they're off, and clearly they're not. So it shows that they are still kind of in the same mindset that they were a year ago. Yes, and that obviously comes into uh, to play very heavily. Um, but let, let's start. Uh, let's start with Bullet, only because. Um, it's a fun new storyline, um, and we'll obviously discuss kind of everything else. But um, let's I start liked with... her; she has spunk. <laughs> First off, uh, I, I honestly I don't know if it was it was if it was just me, and I know Mercy had the same problem. But it, it took a moment to decide: is this a boy or a guy? And obviously, we weren't. You know what I like? The show kind of made fun of it with Holder when mm-hmm. they kind of first met, and you know uh, that was where we also find out that he was still smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So it all kind of worked in one. Um, but yeah, I had some trouble differentiating. You, you know what the irony? Have you seen a girl with a dragon tattoo? I have. Yes. The, the newest one that you're talking about. Or either works. Either one. Yes. Either works because it reminded me of that character very much. So you know this androgynous um, personnel personality. Elizabeth, yes, agreed. Um, when I first saw Bullet Tonight, it, I could kind of tell by her voice she had a higher pitch voice, so I kind of got the notion that she was a female, even though she did look a bit more masculine. And I kind of, you know, just checked out her hairstyle and the way she walked and stuff. So I had a hard time differentiating if she was a girl or a guy. But oh, And then when she finally said the line, you know, I am a girl, um, that cleared it up for me so i understood yes. i was like okay yeah she she's just uh, uh she's a tough girl she's a tough chick yes she is and uh you know i, I liked you know i call it the bullet storyline now but obviously there, there's a lot of characters involved in that um there's lyric there's mitch there's uh kaylee um so i i really like this uh you know kind of you know we, we saw the kids obviously in the past two seasons but now 
Uh, you know, it's interesting, especially when we're talking with the Quans. Uh, you know, uh, did, how old did she say she was? No, she's really 14. You know, so now mm-hmm. we're going even lower than, you know, with, with, with what Rosie was. Yeah, and I liked how they're bringing in more teenagers slash young adults, whereas in the previous seasons we had just kids. They were in grade school, and I think the oldest was like around 12 or something. So now we have a little bit of an older perspective, and they have uh, more broken backstories and more uh, layered characters than what the kids were um, uh, than from the previous season. So I liked how they're bringing in new blood and new characters just to keep the audience interested. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. Uh, so we kind of open up on, you know, the river and, and the bridge and uh, hopelessness from Kaylee. Right, she's looking down into it, and uh, obviously that that line plays late, heavily later because you know we kind of open up on that shot um, of the dirty river, and then we kind of end on a very dirty river, mm-hmm. you know, with Lyndon. Um, so I thought that was a nice parallel. Um, it's a nice bookend, yeah, to and, the episodes, and also just the notion of hope. You know, I mean, there's so much symbolism just in itself, especially with what you know uh, may or may not. We don't necessarily know the fate of Kaylee just yet, um, but we can. Slightly assumed to is it Kaylee or Kelly? It's K A L L I E. So uh, I'm gonna butcher the name. <laughs> I, 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 I at least I know Kelly, how to spell it. But yeah, I think it's Kelly. But well, they kept yeah. calling her Cal. Cal. Yeah. I think uh, so, we could call her K. <laughs> uh, yeah. So forgive me, fans, if if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, I'm not so good with the names. But I, I mean, it's not like I'm saying. It's not like I'm calling her Jackie when it's really. <laughs> Janet, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Anyway, that's neither potato, here. Potato, That's neither here nor there. Um, you know, so in, in speaking about Bullet, to me, he's uh, what's interesting is, in some sort of way, he's uh, kind of the ringleader of this very mini group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he has a huge group. That you know, I mean, it's primarily her that that's kind of following him, and then you know, he wants Lyric to obviously be part of the group for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but, you know, he he's at least trying to formulate some sort of family for these guys. Yeah, I de- definitely she's the ringleader. I like how she's keeping everyone together. And I think her backstory, and I'm sure we'll probably see it in the future, she is way more interesting than the other teenagers that we saw tonight. I think the reason why, like, she's more interesting is because she has a bigger storyline. Obviously, that we'll find out eventually. But I just think she's way more interesting like i want to learn more about this character than the than lyric and mitch and the, i honestly see no point to them other than that there's camaraderie there they're you know they're not well, in this I th- alone i think i think uh you know i mean it took two seasons to, to find what happened to Ron. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so these guys everyone else will kind of get their time um but let's th- let's talk about kaylee um it was kind of it was slightly weird to me that her relationship with her mother. Yeah, I didn't get that. Where, either. you know, the mother was, you know, to an extent I've seen it, um, where, you know, she comes home and it's like, okay, what do you want? You know, uh, oh, you're trying to live alone. But then let me immediately offer you food. You know, I can have exactly. that up and going in like 20 seconds. Because immediately her mom says, oh, the reason why I changed your life is because I don't want you barging in here like a hotel. And then a minute later, she's offering her food. Did you eat? Let me make you something. So I can't tell if, they're, they obviously have a lot of tension between mother and daughter, but I don't know if, if it's just a love-hate relationship or the mother's just this one woman who didn't take care of her child and doesn't care that her daughter even exists. Well, it, it's interesting for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, typically when you sort of get this type of storyline to an extent, you have the mother who's... Uh, you know, that they're well off, let's say at least like middle class, you know, or perhaps wealthier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Here she's drinking booze, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I think she's certainly not a good influence. Um, so to an extent, uh, I feel like, she, you know, Kaylee was driven out, you know what I mean? So it w- it wasn't a perfect family life. No, and I think that's the only reason why we had this particular scene, just to establish the fact that 
Callie also comes from a broken family home. She doesn't have great parental guidance in her life. But I still didn't understand the reason why she just goes to her mother's trailer or what it seems to look like a trailer. It was and, an apartment. Or, yeah, some complex. And she just goes there not wanting to eat, not wanting to sleep, just to watch TV. I don't get that. There was really no point other than the fact establishing that their relationship is not in good terms. Well, I think I think she didn't want to eat because she wanted to prove to her mother that she wasn't hungry. Uh, I mean, she wanted to basically she wanted to prove that all she needed was just a place to stay. And uh, if she's going to stay here, what else is there to do? You know what I mean? I, I, I think um, I think as minimal as she could do it, that's what she was aiming for. Um, she has nowhere else to go. Yeah, and and it, it was interesting. Usually, there's a there's a turn of a scene. Where something happens or something said, and then then I could have seen the mother. Oh, let me make you something to eat. You know what I mean? But we, we didn't get that switch. There was no that moment. Um, and I don't know how to quite describe it, but you know it it, it you know it's a turning point in scenes typically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't there. And, and again, so with that scene in particular, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but. Um, obviously, we, uh, you know, uh, she kind of leaves eventually and then she's taken into a car and then God knows what happens. And there goes Bullet. Yep. Bullet. You know, Trying and- to ask anybody on, on the streets, you know, and she goes back to people just asking, where the hell did Kelly go? <laughs> it's interesting how um, she's already interacted twice now with Holder. I, you know, I like that though. For, I like it a lot, you know, because, uh, and it's interesting. He's, uh, you know, because the first time he, when uh, when she basically says, you know, I don't got to talk to you unless you arrest me. I thought that was very funny, you know. But uh, I think what's going to bite him later is the fact that, you know, when she was at the police station, he was very mean to her, mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have been in that moment. The first time he was justified. Second time he wasn't, and especially with uh, what happened, you know, um, in that house where she she got raped, you know, I'm sure that's going to come out, and he's going, you know, she's going to tell him, and and you know, they're going to form some sort of bond. Exactly, I think so too. I think we're going to see more of their interactions. Yes, they didn't get off to the greatest start, but I do like what they could have in the future, just their partnership, and that way, um, Holder is going to help. Uh, bullet look for Callie and then they're just going to create this bond because it doesn't look like uh, Bullet has any parental guidance in her life too so maybe he could Holder could be a surrogate brother or a surrogate father even um, just another person to uh, confide in yeah so that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting and uh, you know I- I'm curious to see what is up with this guy you know I mean I, I thought uh, I I you know, I give I give uh, Bullet a lot of credit in the street. She handled it really well. You know, just basically the tactic was to scream, let everybody else know what's going on, because then how is he supposed to shoot a gun? Because then obviously, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. very good strategy. Um, Ends up biting her in the ass. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that's the unfortunate part. Why would you go in alone? No. You know, I get it. You got no one else and things, but you know, bring a knife. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that all it also establishes the fact that Bullock can kind of take care of herself. So she doesn't have any... But she can't. Uh, you know, not so much, but she can kind of hold her own a little bit. Like, don't mess with her kind of deal. And But she does have the problem of knowing who to say that to and who not to say that to. I think very much so. I mean, he, I don't know. I, I disagree with you in the sense that, yes, she's very tough for her age, but it... She's not as tough as she ultimately thinks. Yeah, she's still vulnerable. Agreed. You know, and and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, that was proven to her tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, here's the thing, right? She, she's been so tough in all of this, and basically her last three words of tonight's episode were, please, please, please. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those are... Where's so. <laughs> uh, the desperation, not of strength. Exactly. Um, so, uh, before we move on to the next topic, I want to let you guys know, uh, for those of you who are returning to the Killing After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, again, you guys know Paul Ashton. Now, Paul Ashton is a lead 
in a movie that just came out on iTunes called Adventures of Serial Buddies. It is uh, written and directed by our uh, creator, Kevin Undergaro, and executive produced by other creator, Maria Menounos. And she also stars in the movie alongside Paul. Um, and we also have Beth Bears in the movie from Two Broke Girls, Artie Lang, Christopher McDonald, um, Henry Winkler, Kathy Lee Gifford. The list goes on and on and on and on. And a bunch of AfterBuzzers had their hands in it, too. You yourself helped edit and produce it as well. That's right. Cameron Berg did the fashion on it. John Comerford, also a host here, he played a nice, significant roles. <laughs> he played multiple roles in that movie. It's hilarious. It is. And uh, so, you know what, guys? Uh, you guys can really help support AfterBuzz here. Um, you know, seldom do we do commercials and we offer all of our content for free. And in return, you know, all we ask you every now and then is like this, um, just to do us a quick favor. And this one is to, you know, check out the movie. You guys will enjoy it. It's the first serial killer comedy of all uh, – the first serial killer buddy comedy. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a little bit lighthearted. Um, they're More lighthearted than the killing. That's right. It's still got killing, just it's lighthearted killing, not like Ray Seward's, certainly. <laughs> Definitely not. Um and, uh, and it really supports us here in a huge way. And so just spread the word to your friends as well. It's four ninety nine nine dollars iTunes. It is a steal at that price. So go check it out, Adventure of Serial Buddies. Or check out the website if for some reason you can't find it, serialbuddies.com. Thank you in advance. Yes. All right. Um, so let's talk about Holder. By the way, I, I think he looks great. I certainly, think so too. He definitely cleaned himself up from the first off, two seasons. Certainly off the meth. <laughs> yes, and uh, other questionable drugs. He was also on. Yes. Um. He's. Uh, I hate his partner. I'm not so sure about it. hate. I'm just. I. I don't have a feeling towards the partner yet. I don't know if I like him or if I don't. I think we'll see more of him in the future. Probably. I think the. I think the partner's very apathetic towards many things. I don't know. That's what I get. Here's the thing. Whereas, whereas with Lyndon and, uh, you know, there's multiple references, right? Where, like, uh, you know, when Lyndon comes to visit uh, Holder, he says, you know, you know, the clock never stops and things like that. Or, this, or um, you know, they go to, to Holder and his partner go to visit the uh, the motel, right? That the kids, if they can't find shelter, they go to, right? Right. And uh, he's like, let's talk with the kids. And his partner's like, dude, I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, so there's – so he's very apathetic to that thing. You know, he, he I don't – he doesn't make it his life. He's very much punch-in, punch-out type yeah, of guy. Yeah, kind of nonchalant about everything. But I do like the fact that Holder is now the one that's really taking initiative in the partnership in this – uh, business that they're in because when Holder was with Lyndon it was always Lyndon uh, in the middle of everything she's the one that would go up to people she took the initiative she went into undercover in different places so she was always the one doing it and Holder was the one on the side and now now that Lyndon's not a cop anymore or not a detective Holder's the one that has to do it <laughs> because yes the partner is apathetic so Holder's taking the reins do you think that'll stay though um, you know, because we'll obviously talk about Lyndon and her involvement and, you know, her driving steps forward. But do you think they're going to ultimately, you know, go back to that role? The Lyndon? Yeah. And, and Holder? Him. Yeah, I believe so. I think the partner is going to slowly wean himself out of the picture and Lyndon's going to come back in and they're going to be partners again. Well, we'll see. I don't know if I don't know if they'll be official partners. But they're yeah, maybe not official partners, but they're definitely going to be working together side by side again. Yeah. Um. So with them, obviously, they're kind of uh, they're they're investigating um y- the the first murder that we see, which is uh very gruesome. I mean the again, uh, you sometimes forget, but you know the pictures that they showed very bloody. Um. And the poor family, by the way, you know, so is this the first time we've kind of had to see him deliver the news? Yeah, Holder had to deliver the unfortunate news. And but he didn't really, you know, he I don't think I like the way he approached it. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it has to be hard, you know, giving news that, that your daughter died. 
but I think he just said it and he just sat there. He didn't show any emotion or like, uh, what do you do in those situations? Uh, they train you. I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I don't think partly you're not necessarily supposed to show any emotion. Um, I don't know. No, I can't imagine you have. You know, to. you don't, you don't really do it that way. Uh, you just, yeah. I think, I think in any profession, they just, you just do it and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you offer console and the, you know stuff like that, but it's very much okay. You're kind of at the, almost like a machine at that point, unfortunately. Yeah, you got to just like tune out. So it, you know, it was uh, it was interesting to see him take that role with them, and obviously, um, now he was looking oddly at the uh, corner. Remember, um, as he's walking out the first, you know, um, after checking out the body, you know, we done here, Doc, and then he's looking back at him. Uh. You gave him, I don't know, I don't know, let us know, fans, what you guys think, uh, but, I mean, they held on that shot for quite a while of him looking in and the reflection of that and his point of view and and whatnot, so. See, I wasn't looking at the corner, but now that you mention it, do you think the corner could have, like, withheld information about the body that we didn't, don't know yet? Could have. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's two possibilities. He's suspicious of the corner or there's something that's going through his mind of, okay, what was missed that, you know, mm-hmm. we're not thinking of immediately. See, I wasn't paying attention at the corner when he was just standing there looking. I was pay, trying to pay attention to the body, mm-hmm. it, um, like what the girl looked like. And she kind of looked like Callie. <laughs> and so I didn't know if they were like, if this was... The story was going non-linear if no, Kyle I don't think, was I don't, just something I don't think in it was past. Then. But um, I, I was more paying attention to the body rather than the corner. But that's an interesting thing you brought up. Well, um, it's certainly, uh, you know, so that's the catapult that kind of gets this whole thing going. You know, we talked about Bullet and that was a cat, you know, to an extent catalyst for this. Um, but we being, learned- Well, because, uh, you know, actually I was going to say it was an indirect catalyst, but... It was a direct catalyst because Ashley then, you know, she wasn't at the shelter. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, you know, Bullet was able to get uh, a bed. And, you know, that was the night that Kaylee was gone. Kaylee left. Yeah. So, you know, that it, it, you know it's a direct catalyst for that. And obviously with, with Lyndon, uh, you know, he d- directly involves her after that. Um, so we learn about uh, this Jane Doe who turns out to be Ashley. She's 14. She's been missing for about six months, I believe. But she was killed. She had multiple cuts on her neck, and she was raped. Uh, it was interesting of note um, as they were talking. Um, the fact that she didn't show any signs of struggling um, until you know, the place of her death. As, you remember that scene that they were talking about? Um, so I thought I thought that was interesting, you know. And and uh, as always, I'm sure that'll play out, you know, and that'll lead us to somewhere. Um, which that uh, you know those details, which makes me lead to believe that perhaps she knew the killer, and like she already they had um, they've established a trust there. She knew the killer, and the killer took her somewhere and then attacked her. Well, it's, uh, you know, I think uh, with Kaylee, the same thing happened. Um, She got, you know, we saw her get in a car willingly. Yeah. So it makes me think that Callie also knew the person. You know, and uh, take this in the spirit that is intended, listeners. (laughs) I am excited for this prostitution ring. (laughs) Okay. Why are you excited? I'm excited because uh, I mean it's, it's it's always an interesting angle, and I mean Jesus, these girls are 14 years old, and you know uh, we're gonna uncover some creepy shit. Yeah, yeah, we are. Pardon my French, people. I th- they're they're getting really deep, and uh, it just is just another step up. Like what did we what didn't we do in the first two seasons? Oh, this is just a, this whole new thing, and especially bringing in teenagers. Into the storyline, I think it's just a nice storyline to uh, play off of. Yeah, I mean, last time it Prostitution was... Prostitution starts early. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, last time was very much about the politics, right? So it was, it was highbrow. Yes. You know, um, whereas this time we're getting into the uh, underbelly. So I like that. We're getting a huge contrast in that respect. And so, again, I'm looking forward to it. 
take that with the spirit of witches intended people. <laughs> It'll be interesting to say the least. Uh, so, all right. Um, yeah, uh, so let's talk about Ray Se- Seward. Um, <laughs> I thought, take this in the spirit of witches intended, <laughs> that he was fantastic. I th- he was creepy in a good way. Like, creepy as in, ooh, this guy is really interesting. I want to know more about him before they execute him. Okay, so so the notion is, uh, for Lyndon, uh, don't, I don't want to kill an innocent man. Is he innocent? Well, he certainly at least killed one man. Yeah, definitely one. Because he killed the priest. Yeah, that poor chaplain. And, and I knew it, too. I'm like, chaplain, you were sitting way too close to him. Move back. Yeah, and, and when he started crying... Here's uh, I I didn't I didn't buy it from him. Um, but also it was interesting to note how they shot it, where uh, we were getting mainly the reaction of um, uh, the the priest, and not to say that uh the actor uh who plays Ray was was doing bad, but it was nice to see the reaction of the priest reacting to him actually be that good and cry and things like that, and then obviously, boom. That's it. <laughs> Dead. You know. Uh he's a he's a manipulative little effer. Oh yeah. He oh, I I don't know if he did kill that hooker the you know, the reason why he's even there in the first place, but he definitely does have a shady background. He's definitely <laughs> a killer because he we've seen that he killed the priest already. So but I'm not sure if he actually killed the hooker. Well, uh let's Let's debate that, but before we do, um, let's, uh, I also the reason why he's so interesting is because of all the tactics that he has. Right? It's it's much like Hannibal, in the respect of he's so smart. Right? So he picks up on the little uh, drool from the burping for the for that guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean to pick that up and be able to say, "Oh, you know, Henderson, I, Evan you know. Henderson guard." Yeah, I mean that's such minute details. To be able to pick that up in that amount of speed uh, is sheer brilliant. And, and to have the game plan of, you know, hey, I want to call Skinner, you know, uh, I, I thought that was genius. Yeah, he's very astute, very observant. He, yes, he picks up on details really quick. And that way he, he can study people and read them like books and he knows how to play them. So, okay. Um, See, so you don't you think he's innocent. I'm I'm not sure if he's innocent or guilty, but I'm I don't think he killed a hooker. Yo, here's what's tough is the conversation he had um with Lyndon saying, Hey, you know what, I want him here when I'm hanged because I want to show him who the real coward is and he describes the killing process of basically <laughs> I mean he's he goes really in depth. You know, mm-hmm. and, and uh for the I thought it was really brilliant, and uh, if you guys didn't find it funny, watch it again to see Lyndon's reactions to this whole thing. It's just just shocked. Um, but again, to 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 be able to if anytime you describe the process of that in such detail to someone, um, I, I think she's believing that he did it. Now, granted, here's uh, here's where um, it can sway. Remember, um, remember after what happened, um, the guard comes in there, pulls up the chair, and starts reading how ex- <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> what book this was, or what instructional manual? I want to know the name of this because uh, that was so ridiculous. Chapter one, uh, basically to go. How, it, how many how chapters are there? <laughs> well, not even that. Is it is it just a book on hanging? And how many mm-hmm. chapters are there? And how much can you really talk about it? But you That's know, very disturbing. But that also shows that maybe Seward just likes details of how people die. And that's what I'm saying. So he might know that mentality and be able to, to regurgitate the information. Yeah, and he could obviously pretend and like relay all that information to Lyndon and imitate the mind of a killer and therefore could like just trick Lyndon into thinking that he is uh he did kill her and because he has so many details. But even in season two when we first brought this case up with Seward, Lyndon thinks that he didn't kill her. 
the, well, the hooker. There, there was always the quite right. Um, I, I think um, might actually be the last scene of season two, but like you know, the bad guys were caught. Holder says or something like that, and then says uh, you know basically, well, who really was the bad guy? I mean, the, you know, I mean, the line was so blurred after everything that had happened, um, and so. You know, I think I think the show is showing there's definitely a gray area of all of this. Um, I don't know. Mm. It's right now, especially with a murder mystery, but any any show in particular. But then to to, to go further with the murder mystery in the first episode, you're gonna have nothing but questions. No, nope. and uh, that won't guess get what? answered for a long time. And any conclusion you come to is definitely a dead end because that's what they want you to think. Um. But you know, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where where it goes. I mean, uh, he's uh, the actor who's portraying this guy is brilliant. He was great. By the way, what what do you think of the uh, the prisoner across from him, <laughs> who just won't <laughs> shut up? I uh, I think he was just the comic relief to this episode because this is so nitty gritty, and we had to just have a laugh in there, especially with such a crazy sadistic ki- killer. Yeah. In there. Um. Okay, so let's talk about um, let's talk about Lyndon, and obviously that means um, Adrian, right, uh, and things like that. Uh, uh, actually, before before we do that, sorry. Um, why do you think he killed the chaplain? Was there any need to kill him, or just to prove that he is a cold blooded killer? Uh, I think if if he's innocent, you know, at this point, everyone thinks that he's. I mean, you heard what Becker was saying to him, like, hey, you know, you got here faster than most, and you're going to get out of here faster than most, mm-hmm. meaning you're going to die sooner. Um, so to have that idea in your brain, you know what? Might as well do something, you know? And um, and if he is innocent, then, you know, to have a person, uh, you know, of the church w- that has a higher being, right? Um, he must be thinking, okay, how can God allow this to happen? That means there is no God. Yeah, um, he doesn't believe in God or Jesus. Well, well, again, if, if especially if he's innocent, how could he to know that, okay, so what? God, for some stupid reason, even though I didn't do anything, has put me in this place? Um, and so if that is the case, again, there, there's multiple reasons, but I'm going to go off of if he was innocent. Um, then you know what? You, at least you have something to prove by do you know you gain some sort of satisfaction by killing someone who believes in God uh, to clearly show them that there is no God. Okay, see the thing I think it was like it kind of reminded me. Have you have you ever seen the movie Law Abiding Citizen? Sure. With Gerard Butler, you know how Gerard Butler's character kills someone, but it was only just it was part of the whole plan. He wanted to like move to isolation to plan this bigger scheme that he had going on. I kind of had the same feel with Ray that he kills someone just so they can move him again and he can con- concoct up like this whole bigger plan that he has going on cuz he's so intelligent. You can well, tell he did, he's he didn't smart move. and calculated. He didn't move. I mean, I think it it always serves multiple purposes, but they didn't move him. I think uh what what it did do was put people on edge. You know, certainly Becker, and he's more anxious to get this over with. Mm. Um, and you know, and but partly right with um, with the guy with the family. What's his name again? Uh, the guy who had the baby snot on him. Oh, Henderson. Henderson, Henderson right? Yeah. So you know, then there's there's one of two things that happen. Uh, you know, either shakes people up, or you have people like Becker that are just you know so strong-willed that it doesn't matter. And but they'll they'll get angry. Or may- Essentially, no matter what, though, uh, the two sets um, will make stupid decisions, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and so it led to this, uh, to Henderson making a stupid decision. Um, and that's what you kind of get because everyone's kind of panicking of, okay, should we believe him? What's going on? What, you know, they're trying to figure out his psyche, but because he's essentially 10 steps ahead of them, they don't, they can't. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, Henderson seemed like... A rookie, which is funny because the actor who plays Henderson's Aaron Douglas, who's also he actually also plays the sheriff in Hemlock Grove, and his character in that show is like very incompetent in his job too. So I think it's just funny how he plays incompetent, um, cops. <laughs> incompetent 
police officers. That's that is funny. Um, so, uh, in terms of Lyndon, uh, well, I'm sorry. One last thing. Uh, you know, it was interesting. So, right, they're taking him. They're taking him to death row. And, you know, the guy says, you know, uh, just enjoy the ride because it's going to be the last time you kind of see it. And he's looking out at the trees. It, you know, uh, right, the, the the drawing from Adrian, you know, mm-hmm. is the woods with the trees. two cabins in the background. And so there was a lot of um, trees that we saw. Oh, man, that's true. I didn't think about that. You know, and I think, uh, you know, especially, you know, he's ta- right, uh, he's, he's talking about when he was a boy – you know, that there were no leaves and, and, you know, he's looking out into the murkiness out of his window. Hey, do these windows ever get clean? Stuff like that. So, um, you know, obviously I'm curious to know what these woods are, where they lead to, because they must be on his mind. Um, you know, and, and especially when uh, Lyndon shows him the photo, he goes into the, you know, that's the first time he really breaks. And he has to combat it and say, I don't have a son. Yeah. Whereas before this, he's had no problem admitting that he's had a son. I mean, partly to gain, you know, uh, certain things out of, you know, the various people that he's people. been manip- manipulating. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Mm. Um, but taking a step back, what do you think of her new life? Lyndon. You know, I actually kind of liked her, the side of her. She's actually happy. She's well, she- generally... Well, She's been more happier than the past two seasons because I, I think I only counted like twice that she actually had nice, uh, a nice, a real smile. And then this whole first episode, mostly, she, she seems like a happier person. She's not a detective anymore. She's kind of out of the picture, out of that game. She's doing something that actually is like probably less stressful. She has a guy in her life now. I think she's just Yeah, but even the, guy, even the guy was funny. Uh, let me help you. I can help you. I break things. I break things. It's true. And you know what? I, ironically, that comes after um, she meets with her former partner, and the wife says, don't ever come by here again. Because, mm. uh, I don't know. Well, she didn't necessarily break that family apart, but she definitely... Shook them up a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it's always interesting. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. And uh, But if you think about it, uh, Lyndon also kind of broke up her family, too, because she... Separated from her husband, her son isn't living with her anymore. Even though he does come back into her life every once in a while, but and, and he makes a good she broke point. up her family. She did, and he makes a good point. Like, hey, what's keeping you from moving to Chicago? I have nothing in Chicago except you and your dad. Well, those seem like very good reasons. <laughs> no, it's like, what do you have out here in Seattle? Um, yeah, so. You know, poor guy. <laughs> this poor new guy. I knew he was doomed from the get-go. Yeah, you, you, that wasn't going to last long. You knew that. Uh, let me get your take on her jog and then finding the bones and then killing the last that was... of the Mohegans, as I'll call them. <laughs> that was kind of random, but it did uh, prove... That oh well, it kind of just showed that it's slowly getting Lyndon back into that cop mental mind state. Why? Because she needs to kill. Not like that. That investigative mindset that she got out of, you know, because she's not a detective anymore. But having this random, all these random cows, what it looks like, uh, just they're dying or dead. Um, it just got her back into. That mindset of like, oh, what's going on? I gotta investigate this. I gotta help, you know, this dead cow not suffer. And obviously, she has to shoot it dead. And so it just got her back into, you know, that investigative role. <laughs> kind of like a catalyst. It's funny, uh, right? So her her boyfriend, you know, he 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 picks up the letter or he's holding the letter. She storms in, kind of crying. <laughs> Grabs a gun, storms down, 
If I was the guy, I'd be like, what, what is going on? I know. He didn't even question her. So I thought, you know, I thought that was a little bit, you know, talking about comedic relief. That was, <laughs> that was comedic to me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, she, she goes off on the investigation. Uh, obviously, you know, she talks to Skinner. She talks with, with uh, the guy. And then eventually, you know, goes to see Adrian, but she doesn't speak with him. No. But you, you can see her slowly getting back into that investigation, you know, she, her old ways, even though she's been gone for a year. She still has it. She still got it. I mean, it never leaves her. And, uh, uh, you know, the comment that uh, Holder's, you know, new partner made of, like, uh, you know, th- there's a reason why she had to leave the force. You know, and, and unfortunately, this is it because that's all she cares about is the force. Yeah. But I did like there was that brief moment when Lyndon goes back to Holder's office to return that file or or, or to get that file that he was looking for. Um, Holder was just kind of like egging her on like, oh, you, you didn't look at it? Not, you didn't peek at it? No? And then no? she gives <laughs> she ha- she gives the full details. Yeah. So obviously she she did. Um, Still a cop, you know. You can take the, you can take her out of the force, but you can't take the force out of her. Okay, uh, here's where you've seen the following. You watch, you watch a lot of this st- stuff more so than I do. Um, <laughs> well, because here, one of two things, right? So the notion is um, that these new people are being killed in the way that uh, supposedly Ray would have killed, right? So now, does that mean that it's is Ray really innocent, or does he have followers to do his deeds? You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. What if, is, if there's what is more we, people involved. Yeah. So what are we proving ultimately here? And uh, so that'll be interesting to see. I think th- there could be definitely more people involved. I think the only reason why they linked Ray Seward to this cold case that they're working on now uh, that they reopen is that uh, both dead bodies had a broken finger and but when you're looking at murder investigations like this you have to pull at like at all strings just to see uh if anything can and possibly can can connect well uh you know we we you know talk about symbolism we we saw the ring kind of being passed around and that was a big point right uh you know because obviously um our boy well our girl bullet wants to give the ring to uh lyric and uh, Kaylee was holding on to it for the time being. And uh, obviously that's when things started, you know, getting heated between Lyndon and uh, Ray of like, you know, what would you do with the ring? I pawned it. Where? At a pawn shop. <laughs> well, which one? You know, and that's that's when he wouldn't answer after that. Um, so there's something there's something to that, you know, and, and, and it could, you know, so we'll see. And I think it also distinguishes the the great significant difference between the age ages. Like the adults would pawn it, but the teenagers would keep it as a sen- sentimental kind of thing. Yeah, I want to, you know, just to go off track really, really quickly. Uh, I want to know more about Lyric and Mitch. More specifically, Mitch. Who the hell is this guy? He's... He is one random. <laughs> I think he's just a guy who's probably down on his luck. He feels like moving to, I believe it was L.A. Or yeah, he, well, he's very like, self-loathing, but also yeah. like, hey, I, I'm going to be amazing. And like, it's... But I think his kind of character, he he always imagines himself as a better person. He wants to change his look. He wants to be a better looking guy just so he can have a better future for himself. Here's the problem. I think he's like a negation of the negation. It's like apathy disguised as ambition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. I can, no, I can see that. Poor Lyric. Anyway. And uh, Yeah, and Mitch spent all of Lyric's money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I like, don't like I him. didn't spend it. I invested it. it. <laughs> it's what I, all the big people are using. Um, so, yeah, I just... I just I just don't like him one bit. Um, all right, back to Lyndon. Uh, obviously, uh, after her Adrian visit, you know, she kind of uh, uh, 
I don't know how, but she discovers where the woods are. And, uh, you know, she follows the picture. Nice little road map just going off that picture. Yeah. But, you know, there's very the, the picture is very visual. I think her being... Uh, uh, it's not like a road a, map, a, like, no, hey, but take like, South Street. She she knows the area. She's investigated, like, all over the place. It only makes sense that she probably would know the area yeah. that this picture is depicting. I mean, I'll, 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 I'm certainly I'm willing to buy it. Um, you know, uh, I thought, again, really nice way to end it. Uh, her walking into this seemingly river lake? kind of yeah. body of water. Body of water. Well, because, you know, it was interesting, right? Uh, so when she kind of first sees, when she goes to hold her, um, he says, you know, get those puppies cleaned. <laughs> well, you know, her, she's she's uh, pretty deep in there. Her in that shoes. mud. You know what I mean? So I thought, I thought that was a nice little tidbit. Um, and then obviously that's kind of where the episode ends and we'll pick up there next week. Um, but... Yeah, what 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 did you think of it? Um, I I couldn't actually uh, depict what was in the river, other than I don't know if it was just one dead body because I only saw like one skeleton, and then like this red, it looked like a coat, but they were all over the place. So I kind of think there are more bodies there. Or we know how we right? are with pink coats. How many, how many times did the pink sweater come in? You know, the first killing. Yeah, there was that pink backpack for Rosie. So yeah, the there's I always think false clues. The, but that that's the thing with the show because the show visually, it's very gray and bluish, very cold. Though throughout everyone, even people's wardrobes, you know, it's very mon- monotone. And then when we see any color like red or pink, we can it shows that danger and blood. It's it's bad. Yeah. There's a lot of red in that lake. Uh, anyway, let's do some quick AfterBuzz TV news. Guess what? What? Our girl Sarah Linden is in a movie. Oh yeah, that's What she movie is. is that, Marissa? Is it War Z? World War Z? I'm gonna World, World War, War Z. Z. Starring alongside Brad. Mr. Brad Pitt. Yeah, good for her. So, that's huge news. We should probably go see that and then come back. Yeah, we'll check it out. It's not in movie theaters just yet. So, we can't quite yet. But we certainly will. And uh, you certainly should, too. After, of course, you download Adventure Serial Buddies. Of course. That should happen this weekend. And then, you know, next weekend you'll go see Do it tonight. Um, Anyway, that's kind of what I got. Uh, By the way, you know, know, uh, just kind of real fast. Not necessarily the news, but... You know, um, I'm glad the show's back. You know, in January, they announced that The Killing was coming back for a third season. So I know there was a cancellation, quote-unquote. But I'm I'm glad it's back. Yeah, this is actually a really good show, and I'm, I'm glad you got me into it. <laughs> I forced Marissa to watch this. I guess That's your news will. and gossip for the week of June 3rd. And now... And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right. Uh, this, um, I we kind of predicted this, but Bullet and uh, Holder kind of, you know, there there being something a little bit more there. Um, obviously, we see uh, Holder and uh, Linden. You know, uh, uh, Holder comes to the to the lake or whatever you want to call it. So there's there's definitely going to be something there. Um, okay. Anything else? Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of our boy who raped Bullet. I think he's very suspicious. I don't trust him one bit. Um, I think Ray gets uh, gets the award for best character <laughs> of season three. The, the most shadiest, yes. I, not even shady. Just, I mean, he's he's just brilliant. Yeah, I like him. I really do. You know? As a killer. As, I mean, this guy, he, you know, he might, I want him to get nominated for an Emmy, because he's doing it, well. I think he's more interesting than Joe Curl from the following. <laughs> there you go. And um, I know I'm excited, you know, not that this is going to happen immediately, um, 
But it would be interesting eventually Adrian and uh, Ray do meet. Ooh. You know, so we'll see if that actually happens or not. Yeah, if we have that little interaction. That'd be interesting. Okay. I don't think Callie is dead. Okay. Because we see the first... When Ashley shows up, it, they mentioned that she's been missing for six months. So it makes me think that this supposedly killer held on to her and kept her alive for for whatever amount of time. So I don't think Kelly's dead yet. Um, hopefully they can find her before you know the season ends or at the ending of the season. I, I like Holder. I think him and Lyndon are going to work side by side again on this investigation of this killer and um, Ray is great. We're gonna see more of him. Uh, and Bullet. Oh, I don't know about Bullet. She, she's going through some hard times now that Kelly's gone. She's kind of by herself now. She's gonna be heartbroken like the girl in the dragon tattoo. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much. In the meantime, go to iTunes, rate and comment. Let us know what you guys think of this show and how we can improve or. Maybe we don't need to improve. <laughs> Let us know all the things we're doing amazingly. Either way... Uh, we will we... be doing video in the future. Yes. And we only did stick the audio. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, in the meantime, where can they talk to you offline, Marissa? Well, you can follow me on Twitter and, in, and on Instagram at TV. Excellent. And check her out on Rookie Blue, among other shows that she does here at AfterBuzz TV. And, of course, follow us... And Hemlock Grove. And Hemlock Grove. And, of course... Follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, in the meantime... Download Serial Buddies. <coughs> Adventures of Serial Buddies on iTunes. Yes, Adventures of Serial Buddies out on As We Speak. And uh, until next week, hopefully you guys have a great week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.